0: Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Lano. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Lino, and I am here with a special guest today, Mr. Jesse Tedisco. Hi, Jesse. How are you?
1: Nicole, what's going on, girl? I'm amazing, mighty, and powerful.
0: I'm so excited to have you here. Why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners?
1: What is going on, listeners? Thank you for hearing me out. My name is Jesse T, or Tedisco, and I am a founder of three consciousness awakening businesses. One of them is a wealth planning firm. The other is a podcast. And the third business is a retreat business where we bring healing and spirituality to high-functioning hippies.
0: I love that. I love that, and I love your show. You should definitely check that out if you're listening to this. Go check out Jesse's show, the Jesse T Show. And so, let's talk a little bit about how do you how did you end up with those three businesses? Like, how did you land on those three?
1: Yeah, they found me, and it's it's a it's a long story, uh, but I can sum it up because I can tell the story pretty quickly all the time. But basically, it's a life journey of, of understanding uh, what I've been called to do. And I grew up much like you in the Northeast, or I know you've lived there, but I grew up in Boston and I grew up very humbly, but I grew up right in front of the ocean. So I didn't know I was actually poor until later on in life when we didn't have things like a car or heat in the winter or food. And so growing up, I had the beach and it was right down the street Mm -hmm. from my house. There was a yacht club. There was a man-made beach right in front of Logan Airport. So I had this really cool uh, view of the world. But I realized pretty early on that we didn't have the things that other people had. And so I had to go out and start fending for myself. So an entrepreneur was born because much like we talked about before jumping on, I'm a seeker. And and, and we'll find mm-hmm. out about all the ways that I do my seeking. But I like to learn things. And I like to get my hands dirty. And, and I like to uh, figure things out. And I don't like when people tell me how to do it. I want to figure out how to f- screw up first and then try to you know do it my own way. And so that journey set me on a path of becoming an entrepreneur. And as a kid, because we didn't have the things that I wanted to go get a video game, to go get a you know the new Jordans, which were you know the thing back in the mm. day, um, I had to figure out how to make money. And so, as a kid before Gary V, I was buying, selling, trading comic books, baseball cards, shoveling snow for money. I was running over to Logan Airport, putting those little smart carts back into the stall, and you get a quarter pop out. And the best part about that, because I was a man of mischief as still am a little bit, um, getting chased by security through the terminal was like the funnest part. And then, like making money while we were doing it, so that allowed me to make a few extra bucks to go buy more comics, go buy more baseball cards, um, and just kind of do something that I love to do. But also, it taught me how to make money on my own, and so that entrepreneur was born, and and really has been emboldened over the last few years.
0: Let's just talk about that for one second. I want to kind of pause here because I I, I love how you, you you talked about like you learned how to make money. Before you had to make money. So you you did for necessity, but it wasn't the time when you get a job. It wasn't like nobody was looking at you, you know, 13-year-old Jesse and being like, when are you gonna go and you know get a real job, kid? Yeah. So what I what I love about this, and I want to point out because I talk about this on the show, is that there's two paradigms. And so if you if you went into the job paradigm, the trading time for money, um, punching the clock. And That worked for you, and that's what you subscribe to. Switching over to the entrepreneurial paradigm where you create money, where you create opportunity, can be a difficult jump for people to make. Yeah. You, I'm, I'm thinking that, and I'm, I'll ask it as a question, but do you feel like you've had an advantage because you had the entrepreneurial paradigm from the beginning that you see opportunities
1: I would say yes. And I would say my advantage also came from being the oddball in the room and and someone who felt out of place and out of time as a kid. I didn't know what that meant, but as a, an adult, I figured out what that meant. And so, you know, and this is another part of our story that we kind of share a similarity where growing up in Boston, because I had that love and that my soul is called to the ocean. Like this is where I will end up dying is on the ocean, like whether it's a beach house, whatever it is. And, um, I always felt like I needed to be in California. Like I felt like there was something that pulled me to being a surfer or being on the ocean. And so that being out of place, at least physically where I was, always let me have a lens at looking things differently. And I didn't always follow the grain. And very much so, I'm a rebel at heart. And so even like in my wealth management business, I do things much differently than the masses. And it's been a beautiful way to do business. And so because I had that lens of being an entrepreneur, or at least learning about it before I really even know what it meant... It did shape my worldview to not necessarily follow the status quo and, and really buck the status quo when I had a chance. And so it did actually happen, like you said. I did get my first summer job when I was thirteen, and I had my first almost full time job by my senior year of high school. Because uh, when I was in high school, I'm thirty nine. When I, when I was in high school, I had enough credits basically by my senior year that like I only had to take three classes, which were like the core classes. And then like by like ten a.m., I could scoot over to Logan Airport and go work my internship and work like thirty hours a week, whatever it was. So I did have the traditional somewhat traditional corporate vibe when I was younger but it was because of that that innate rebel that innate like uh experience that I had when I was younger that really kind of helped me look at things a little bit differently so I didn't fall into the trap of just being a lemming and like it's time to make the donuts and like wake up at like whatever time and like follow like I just never felt in place there if that makes sense
0: Mm -hmm. now I I I completely that that I, I had the same experience. And weirdly, I had that California calling me too. and I felt like everything clicked when I finally went there. When I moved to California, that's when I felt like the other half of me was activated fully. <laughs> so it is funny how we always know these things. we we have there's there if you look back, we think about like, looking at what's happening now. But if you look all the way back, the answers were always there. You were always being given the clues. It was, did you pick them up? Did you run with them? And often when you find your groove today, you look back and you're like, oh, wow, that was always part of the plan. And yet, you know, I took this maybe odd route in getting there.
1: (laughs) Definitely the odd route for sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So talk to me about the retreats that you run.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, through the years I've been, you know, I grew up Catholic in Boston, um, and I never felt aligned with that modality of, of religion. And, and just for, you know, it doesn't matter to me what you believe in or not. Right. So if you are religious, great. If you're not, if you're spiritual, great, whatever. But I just, for me personally, I just never subscribed to that way of thinking again, being kind of like a rebel out of place, out of time, I felt like there was something pulling me. So for years, even when I was a kid going to Catholic school from kindergarten to eighth grade, it never felt right. Like it never felt, I didn't just, I didn't buy into it. And, and that could have been me like bucking the system. That could have been me like not having a faithful mind or whatever it was, but um, I just never felt in the right place with that line of thinking. And so I went on a spiritual journey. I've been on a spiritual journey my whole life and there's been these beautiful, like you said, like little things that show up for you whether you're ready for them or not. There's been these like breadcrumbs that have been bringing me to where I am today. First, first point is a band called Tool. If anybody here mm. has ever listened to Tool before, they are absolutely <laughs> tapped into spirituality, consciousness, uh, different realities. Like it's it's amazing what's out there, and I've experienced all of this. And so they were given to me. Like I, I'm very much the believer of. When the student's ready, the master or the teacher will appear. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I've seen in my life play out time and time again. Like when something needs to find me, it finds me. And if I'm receptive and open to it, I'll I'll let it land. And so things like books or mentors or uh, tool. And mm-hmm. tool was really big about talking about expanding consciousness, opening your third eye, like spirituality, all this stuff. And I was in this stuff in high school 20 years ago. And I didn't know what it meant. Like, I was like, it sounds cool. I want to know what it means. you mm-hmm. like, what does it mean to open your third eye? I want to do that. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so my path and my journey really started over two, two decades ago, but it was a lifelong pull to this this place. And so now what that means is through all this iteration. And so this has gone way beyond just listening to tool, although they are amazing. Um, You know, I've traveled the world. I've sat with Karos, which are shamans. I've I've sat down with sacred plant medicines and I've been able to tap into other realities. I've been able to meet my daughter who passed away. I've been able to sit with my mom and my dad who passed away. Like These are incredible experiences that are absolutely real. And so because I've had these experiences and these shared experiences with other people that I call soul brothers and soul sisters, people that are on this path with me, um, I wanted to bring these experiences that have helped me heal because I've had a crazy life. Like, And we could talk about the crazy stuff, but from being bullied to having a dad that was a junkie for 30 years, I was selling and doing drugs for two years. Like, So that entrepreneurial hustle, I used it for evil for a couple of years in Boston. and Then I went to the military. It saved my life. And I've held people in my arms till they died, like my daughter and my mom. And um, I've had these crazy life experiences, but through these different things like plant medicines, breath work, ecstatic dance, Mm -hmm. um, all these different modalities in the spirituality world, it's brought me to a place of healing. And so because I've been able to heal, because these experiences are amazing, and a lot of times they're fun, like they're enjoyable. Um, sometimes they're hard, they're painful. But they all brought me to a place where this year, 2021, we had our own retreat. And so we did a men's retreat back in uh, January. We rented a lake house. We had six dudes show up from all different walks of life, all different races, all different backgrounds, all different social economic statuses. Like, it was amazing. And the six of us came in. And we did things like qigong, which is uh, you know energy work, and we did um, movement energy work, and then we did uh, cold therapy in the lake. We were in the lake, freezing our butts off, like just really fun stuff. And then we did plant medicines. We worked with psilocybin mushrooms, and basically by the end of that weekend, six dudes came in one way, and we left completely different. And so I saw in real time six human beings, which are all my friends. Like these, these are people how we, we knew them. Six dudes come in and just completely transform before my eyes. And so I looked at my business partner and one of my best friends, Lane, who's a ex green beret, but he's now like, looks like Navajo Jesus. Like he just, he's this spiritual dude. He's beautiful. Um, He he and I were like, we're onto something. And so we ended up running another retreat in April 29th through May 2nd of this year. And this time it was with women and this is how it was always supposed to be, but we wanted to kind of like beta test it with dudes. And so we got Mm -hmm. it from the dudes to the women and it was the most profound weekend I've had in my life pretty much. Um, 16 people came from around the country still during like COVID, right? And so we had people come from Hawaii, people from California, New York. Uh, We had people from Texas. We had people from Colorado. We had people from all over the parts of the country fly into a place in North Georgia. that's this beautiful spiritual retreat center called Elohi. And Elohi is this amazing property. It's secluded. It's in the mountains. There's a hundred foot waterfall down a little further down from the property, which was really great. So it's just this beautiful place to be in nature. And so what we did is we curated this whole weekend for people that are on this spiritual path and spiritual journey. And so we had things like breath work. We had things like Qigong. We had ecstatic dance, which was incredible. We had a plant medicine ceremony that we facilitated. And all this to say, the experiences that I had that have brought me to a place of healing and continued healing, I've been able to turn around and share those with other people so they could heal as well. And so this, this, this retreat business called the Vortexes of Light has been a calling that's led me from my, like my, my younger years till today. And it's really something I believe that's going to change the world.
0: Yeah. And that's, it's so beautiful because I think that, that, when we find these modalities because there isn't just one there's and I, I love that you bring them all together and that's what's so powerful about retreats where you can really immerse yourself in it and and experience these different things because not everybody has time to like devote to learning all these new things on their own so when you go to a, a big bang event like this where you get to you get to sample, a little bit. It's a buffet of healing. <laughs> and they uh, come to the healing buffet. Um, but that, that's what's so powerful about it because they're like, I, I too have gone through breath work and meditation. And I, I've never dabbled in plant medicine simply because I, and I said this on when I was on your show, like, other than not what you're talking about drug use when I was younger, <laughs> like, <laughs> recreational stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never, I've never done it like with the intent of, of, of healing in the way that I do now. Yeah. And so can you talk to me a little bit about though? I think it's misunderstood. Oh. And I think, I think there's people have an idea about it and what is, what has been your experience with it and what type of, when you say plant medicine, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah. So I'll talk about how all that works and I'll talk about today's usage in clinical settings, which has been beautiful. Um, so plant medicines are these sentient, uh, they have their own intelligence, things like ayahuasca, they're all plants. They're all grown in nature. There's no man-made interference with uh, like pharmacology and they're not trying to take a cocoa leaf and make cocaine out of it. It's literally like a root that grows in a jungle. It's, it's, it's a mushroom that grows out of the ground or wherever you get it, right? And so these tools have been used for tens of thousands of years by so many different of the world's cultures, it's incredible, and you can go back and see these, like, ancient drawings on cave walls of like either mushroom people or mushrooms, like, and like they're starting to come together and say a lot of the things that we have today are because of these plant medicines, and a lot of the stories in history, like from Egypt, and even they're thinking that you know during like Jesus's time, like all these different things, like these people were motivated by these 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 sentient life life forms, and so what happens is. If you do ayahuasca, if you do like San Pedro, which comes from a cactus, or if you do psilocybin mushrooms, it allows you to tap into a different state of consciousness, and allows you to tap into sometimes you know divine interactions, and so sometimes these 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 uh, modalities, as we call them, and these these tools. Will give people some of the most profound experiences of their life. Some of the most profound instant healing. Like there's this kind of running joke that when you swallow a mushroom, it's like swallowing a therapist, and it's like mm-hmm. doing five years of therapy in one sitting, which can be hard as shit. I had one of my hardest times ever with mushrooms, and it was this was over a year ago. I sat with them, meaning so when you sit with mushrooms, you have to be uh, in a, 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 the right set and setting. This is like mm-hmm. the number one rule set being mindset. So you have to be open. You have to be surrender to the experience. Don't try to fight it because there may be some bumps and bruises along the way that like you're working through some healing shit, which is normal. It may be the most beautiful experience. Like I've ridden the cosmos before and I'll tell you that story some other time potentially, but (laughs) I've seen my soul and I've seen, it was beautiful. And like, I've seen myself traveling through time and like all these experiences. So like there's these beautiful experiences too, but basically what happens is you have the right set and setting. So you have the right mindset. Setting is the next thing, which is equally important. That's you're safe and secure in a location that you trust with people that you trust. So now that you have the right set and setting, you have the modality that you're going to use, which is whatever plant medicine we talked about. It could be San Pedro. It could be ayahuasca. It could be mushrooms, whatever it is. And then you have people around you that have done it before, hopefully, so they can guide you through this situation and help you You know, if you have a tough time or if you have anything that you need to work on. And then what you do is you set intentions. And this is probably the most important part. Outside of set and setting so setting intentions is really specific, and I'll tell you what one of my intentions was to give you some context. So I went to um, Peru back in March, and I went with Lane, who talked about was one of my buddies that helped me run this first retreat. He's just my soul brother. Like I'm gonna go with him to Tulum in the next you know few weeks. Like we're we're traveling the world doing this fun stuff together. And one of my intentions in in uh, Peru, which is a very sacred place, uh, we went to the Sacred Valley in Cusco. You know all these beautiful really important places through the ages that really have a lot of great energy. And and when I went to this place in Cusco, I sat with shamans. I sat with Kairos and people that are very tapped into this type of work. And my main intention when I went there was to sit with my daughter who had passed away when she was seven days old and to to meet her, to connect with her some sort of way. And I set this intention months in advance. And as I got closer to that departure date, my intention became laser focused. It just whittled down into this beautiful. This is what's this is what I'm expecting. This is what I'm calling in. And what you do in a lot of these plant when you do a big plant medicine journey, you don't have to do this for mushrooms so much. But if you do it for like uh, ayahuasca or San Pedro, you have to do a dieta, you have to give the medicine respect. You have to do uh, two weeks of no eating red meat, two weeks of no mm-hmm. alcohol, two weeks of no sex, two weeks of like no bad, you know taking like information and like, you really have to purify yourself and give the medicine the respect that it deserves because it'll kick your ass if you don't. And there's this thing with ayahuasca where like people like, Oh, I purge and I throw up. You don't have to purge. If you do the dieta. like I didn't purge. Mm. So there's ways to do it the right way. You do it in mm. ceremony, which means you set the intention, you set the set and setting, you have the right environment. There's a beautiful way to do this. And so when I actually sat with uh, San Pedro, which comes from a cactus it's distilled from a cactus that you could buy at Home Depot. So, like literally, these things are found like in nature, and they they've been demonized for certain reasons, which is like a whole other conversation. Because it frees people's minds and it gets them access to things that like makes us powerful. And so, really, is what the answer is. But but basically, when I sat with this medicine, the intention was I want to be with my daughter, and I sat with my daughter for two hours in the in the mountains in the hills of Cusco, Peru. And it was the most beautiful experience of my life. I cried. I was, I was in tears the whole time, in happy tears, sad tears. And, and I just sat with her energy and I sat with her. I didn't have like a physical embodiment of her, but I, I was with her spirit. No question. And the, the lesson that it taught me, because I was seeking to be with my daughter, to be with my mom and dad who had passed away, they were there too later in the day, which was beautiful. But I learned because of this medicine, it taught me that they're, they're always with us. They don't hmm. leave. So these spirits, my daughter, who I thought was some other reality somewhere else, whether you call it heaven or wherever you want to call it, wherever she resides in spirit form, she's also still entwined with me as well. So I learned in that day, that I was like, this is good. She's with me. So it's, it, this is something that has profoundly changed my life. And then also to kind of give you just some more context about intentions. Once you work with this medicine long enough, you can really start calling into your life whatever you want. So, if you want better relationships, if you want better things in business, if you want better things with self, if you want healing, you can really focus on two or three intentions every single time you go into a ceremony. You come out with knowledge and learning and understanding that changes you profoundly forever.
0: Mm. And do you think that that's because you're each time, by being intentional, you know, it, it's always important with anything you want to manifest, you want to change your life, be intentional, be focused. You know, focus your energy on what you want. But is it that you're just each time lifting the veil and allowing then the wall that's separating you from that energy, from that knowing, from that what is you, but you can't feel it because you have these walls up? Is is that really what we're doing in those ceremonies? Is that we're allowing the energy to come through?
1: Yeah. I in think, your opinion? I- What 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 happens is you're becoming more like a more adept traveler. Uh, You're becoming someone who is um, understanding the function of these things, understanding how to surrender, which is a huge piece of this. um, Understanding how to let flow, like whatever needs to come through. And you know, there's these uh, what's called downloads. So if anybody Mm -hmm. here has ever seen the movie The Matrix, uh, in the very first Matrix, one of Mm -hmm. the best scenes, the opening scene is when he and Morpheus are in this dojo. And he just realized he had just been brought from the matrix, which was like our world. And he had been brought into the real world, which is like this dystopian, like kind of grungy, <laughs> like we're like trying to fight for our lives against robots, but like we can tap back in the matrix anytime we can learn these skills. And so they plug him back into the matrix and he's in this dojo learning Kung Fu. Fast forward, spoiler alert for a movie that's probably 20 years old. He wakes up <laughs> from that download. He, he's like, I know Kung Fu. Like yeah. he went in, tapped in. Came out and he's like, I know Kung Fu. This is exactly what happens with plant medicines. You go Mm. in on this journey and you come back with this new knowing. And this is Mm. the difference because I've done talk therapy for years, which I believe has a place and definitely has to happen for so many people. The difference is there's so much work to be done continually with talk therapy. And there's like minor, sometimes there's breakthroughs, but there's a lot of minor progressions with plant medicines. It kind of like, it's like a blunt force. Like you immediately have this knowledge and then now you have to integrate this knowledge. It's, it's a whole different thing. So I've been told on journeys uh, that I am a healer, I'm creator, I'm powerful. I've been told to use my microphone to speak truth and, and freedom, teach t- truth and freedom, uh, which means conversations like this, not just like the Jesse T show, but like anytime I have a conversation about this type of work, that's part of it. I've experienced uh, the God frequency and God consciousness. Not not a God at all. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I've experienced eternal love, abundance, wisdom, um, I felt the interconnectedness of everything in the world at one time, like all the people, all the all nature, all animals, like everything. So it's it's taught me, number one, how to love myself, which was my first intention I ever set was to be and, be and receive more love in the world. And because I hadn't loved myself through all those things and all those traumas and healed those things, I got a crash course in how to love myself. And it was like the most painful thing for like a couple hours of my life. And then it taught me how to show up better for myself and show up better for the world. So I kind of went a little bit off off track. But, uh, but these have been some of the experiences and some of the downloads that I've been able to receive. And like I've been able to actually manifest and kind of getting back to your question was, you do become more adept at carving out intentions. You do become better at being able to, like you said, peek behind the veil and bring back what you're looking for. And then honestly, the goal is eventually you don't need these plant medicines to do that. Eventually you do this, do this enough and you're tapped in enough to energies and, and to uh, relationships and different parts of reality that you can just tap in at any time without these, these protocols, but I'm still kind of a journeyman. And so one day that's the goal to get to that point.
0: Yeah. And I, I think I, I love everything that you just shared. And I, I, and that stuff is all, and what kept coming up for me was it's all, all available to us. Always. We are just unable to access it all the time. And when you talked about talk therapy, that's very much conscious mind to me, you know, ask me a question, and then I answer it. And then we talk it through. And there are breakthroughs. There are things that you may be like, oh, I never thought of it that way. And having the conversation is helpful, but you're not getting to a lot. You're you're not getting past the guard, which is your conscious mind. You're not getting to where the good stuff is, where, where the real answers are. And that's what I think is so interesting. And And powerful about different modalities where we can, we can bypass that conscious mind, where we can I use meditation where I have been able to, I have had meditations where I have, again, setting an intention. And that is a very important part to take the moment before and be like, this is what I'm focusing, focusing on. This is my intention. And then going into and allowing myself to drift off into another level of consciousness. taking myself down deeper and deeper, and then allowing the intention to take over, not engineering it and allowing it. And I have had moments of, and you know, you can't have like doing it that way. Every meditation is not that way for me, but the ones that I have, and I know that the ones that aren't, they're serving me in some other way, but sometimes it's the download. Sometimes it's the, you know, where I feel like, my head just opened up and allowed something else in and something out that i don't know how i did it where i'm in tears and you know and then to talk about energy and for anybody who's listening that maybe is is feeling like this is kind of out there or you've experienced it you've experienced something and it it doesn't have to be i think we all often think that like you have to be able to see things i think that that's like the the ultimate yes cuz you feel like if i saw it it's true if i saw it it's there and and but what you feel is so important and if we paid more attention to what we feel if we opened up to that and allowed more in in that way and paid attention to that like you'll feel energy shift around you all the time you feel it now you walk into go into a mall at christmas time and tell me you don't feel an energy shift. It is, I can't be in there. It's too much for me. There's people rushing. There's a lot of frustrated, kind of like very, very tense energy. People are, it's not very Christmassy. It's, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. Right? <laughs> but but we've all had that. You've gone to a party where somebody was just taking the room down. That's energy that is experiencing somebody else's energy. And then there's stuff beyond that. And just to, to share like a, a little story of my own about this, because I, I, I want people to understand how practical this is. And when you start paying attention, that you can see these things. Um, my, my dad passed away in August of last year. So it's almost a year now. And he, we hadn't talked in a, in a very long time. And we had a trying relationship for most of my life. And I had been doing a bunch of work. I'd been doing a bunch of consciousness work on myself. And I had started um, my certification for my tapping program for for my rapid relief technique. And I had been doing all of this work and I had these breakthroughs. And one of the breakthroughs was that something that came to me was the, the people who challenge you most sometimes are your greatest teachers. Yes. And when I thought about it that way, I my story about my dad had switched and I was standing in my bathroom one morning and it just hit me. And I was like, you know what? Maybe dad was my greatest teacher because I don't think I would be a coach right now. I don't think I would be who I am. Or I would have been able to be on this journey without him. So I'm choosing right now. And I felt it in my bones. I felt so grateful. And then all of a sudden, like, and I just woke up feeling amazing that morning. Like, I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I feel like I have moved something. Like, I feel like I'm on like fire in the best way. And in that moment, I felt this like rush of energy through me. And I was like, I'm grateful. And tears came to my eyes. I had this moment. Um, Fast forward a day. Um, My mother calls me and tells me that my dad passed away the day before at the time I was standing in my bathroom. Wow! So at the moment that I had that thought, at the moment that I had that moment, I felt this rush of energy through me to the point where I told my husband about it. I was like, I don't know what's with me today, but like something is going on. And I felt it. And I really do believe that I felt his energy cross over. And those things happen. They are undeniable. For some reason, our thinking mind tries to talk us out of believing in this stuff because we might sound crazy or out there or believe in something that we can't wrap our hands around. So maybe it gives us false hope. But is it false hope or is it false defeat? Right. I think you choose whether you know which which, which path you take. So I, I love that you dive into this work and the retreats sound amazing and like there's such transformation in these very often misunderstood modalities like plant medicine and what uh, the other thing I kind of wanted to point out what you when you brought out the intention yeah it's not grabbing a six pack and deciding yeah we're gonna drink tonight like you're you're going on a journey
1: yep. Yep. with Big that problem. intention yep and so i want to touch on two ends of the spectrum with um You know, So plant medicines are something that you have to feel called to, and meaning you have a curiosity about it. You have a pull towards it. Uh, It's something that you feel somewhere in your bones that could be right for you with more information and the right guidance. But here's something that everyone can do. Everyone that's alive, no question, no matter what state you're in, as long as you're alive, you can do this. And it's breathe because that's what keeps you alive. Mm -hmm. And breath work can get you to these altered states as well. You don't have to yeah. do mushrooms. You don't have to do ayahuasca. You don't have to do San Pedro. You don't have to journey to Peru and hang out with shamans and get weird. You can sit in your own home and you can do a cadence of breathing that brings you to an altered state that gives you these spiritual experiences. And so I've done breath work a bunch of times. I've done it through different protocols from Wim Hof to some friends that I know that do it. And I've had profound life-changing experiences similar to not, not as... Uh, Blunt, I would use that word again, but like, not as blunt as a plant medicine journey, but close to a plant medicine journey with just breath. And you get someone to walk you through a cadence of breathing, and there's different protocols for different things. And within 15, 20 minutes, you remove that thinking mind, that analytical mind, you bypass that, and you tap into consciousness and spirit, and you tap into feeling. And I've I've had takeaways spiritually, uh, relationship-wise, business-wise, just from breathing. And so you don't even need to do all these other modalities unless you feel called to. And there's a reason why you're called to it because then you'll probably share the message, but breathing can get you there. And then back to the efficacy and the, uh, the legal environment that we're in now with, with plant medicines. So many states are starting to legalize the, the, the use of these plant medicines, so much so that there's organizations out there. People have heard of Johns Hopkins one of the leading researchers in in, in, uh, medicine work, they've been working on psychedelics in medicine use and clinical use for decades. And there's companies out in California, one called MAPS that I subscribe to very heavily that works with a lot of veterans. A lot of veterans have PTSD. Mm -hmm. These psychedelics are coming online again for a reason. The world has been going through a dark time these are one of the tools that we're going to use to lift out of the dark time, no question, even in a very legal environment, very medical environment, to the point where psychedelics are shown to be four times more effective than any antidepressant on the market. So, for many people that use these protocols, depression, anxiety, drug addiction, PTSD, they're healing these things. And I'm a former addict. Like, I've, I've done heroin for a year. Like, I shot heroin for a year when I was younger before I went to the military. And I was my dad for a year, and it was like that. Actually, gave me like you talked about like this relationship with your dad. That gave me the most profound empathy for my father. And then when he cleaned up years later, he was the best man at my wedding. My mm-hmm. my my ex wife, my was wife, and um, it was really interesting to have that cathartic relationship with him. And it was because of my journey through that dark time that I was able to understand him much better as a human being. But I'll tell you right now, there's you know, from people that look at this like. It's been demonized from people that had an agenda, whether it was big pharma, whether it was big government. There was reasons behind it because there's so many free thinkers. There's so many people that are changing the world through love and light and consciousness that are using these tools, breath work, ecstatic dance, um, psychedelics. And we're gaining this power back. And there's so many people out there in the forefront. If you just go out there and look on social media, you'll see a lot of powerful, beautiful human beings. These are some of the biggest, like most successful people in the world that are doing this. Entrepreneurs, thought leaders, creators. These aren't like just like a bunch of people sitting in their basement getting high on mushrooms. Like these are people that are changing the world. There's even, there's even people that are in different boardrooms and I won't name company names because it's not my place to have some of the Fortune 500 companies that do boardroom meetings with microdosing with mm-hmm. like yeah. mushrooms. It's like mm-hmm. things are changing the world and it's, it's, it's here to stay and it's even so much so it's bled back into what we call tr- like Western medicine, which is like surgery and pills. It's going to outdo surgery and pills, maybe not surgery, but pills for sure in the next few years. No question.
0: Well, there's there's so much that we, we we think about adding things we want to learn stuff we want to learn to do things we want skills we want to download and <laughs> and and what often gets overlooked is how much we need to offload yes and how much we're carrying and that i think is what's so cuz breathwork you brought up breathwork the the possibly the most profound release i have ever had from of like i don't even know what it was I don't know. I know it was gone after I did not Wim Hof. I do Wim Hof in the mornings now. I do that. I do a Wim Hof like four rounds before I meditate because it gets me into this relaxed state. I'm kind of I'm already bypassing and then I do a little journaling and I meditate. And that's kind of been my flow and I love it right now. But but I did a different type of breath work and the most profound release I've ever experienced to the point where I was just I couldn't believe what happened in that moment. And so, yeah, it's it, it doesn't have to be plant medicine if you don't feel like you're, you're going there, but, but there are other ways that you can experience these type of
1: shifts. No question.
0: And is there anybody who shouldn't do plant medicine?
1: Yeah. People that don't feel called to it, people that are scared of it, uh, people that have uh, any kind of Psychiatric conditions. I'm not a mm. doctor. I don't claim to play one on TV, but I know enough about my own experience and those of other people. So if you feel scared, if you feel like, you know, anxious about it, um, maybe don't try it. And then mm. also, if you have any kind of like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to call them illnesses, but any kind of like, uh, you know, psychiatric issues, um, I would say consult a doctor or yeah. someone in this field first. Um, but there are people that have profound change and profound insights. And there are people that, after one time, um, have lifelong changing effects. So it's incredible.
0: And this is what I try to kind of call out on this show: is that that you know, so often it's 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 subtraction, it's not addition that we need. And just I hope what people take away from this episode is that there are ways for you to access other levels of yourself, and beyond just learning that letting go is as big, if not a bigger part of the journey than the finding. And when we let go, sometimes that's, it's, it's what catches us. That is uh that is, that is the answer we've been looking for. Right. So how can, how can the people who are listening right now, how can they, how can they get more information about your retreats? How can they get more information about you and stay in touch with you?
1: Yeah. So um, for the retreats, it's info, I-N-F-O at vortexes, V-O-R-T-E-X-E-S of light.com. So info at vortexes of Send the message. If you have questions about plant medicines, if you have a question about our next retreat, um, we we'll would be glad to give you some information there and just kind of bring you into the community. We have a collective of amazing human beings. Like I said, high functioning hippies, people that are badasses of mm-hmm. what they do, but they're all tapped in and want a better life and they want to show up better for the world. And so these are people that are, that are what we call light warriors. I know it's kind of hippy dippy sounding, but it's people that are changing the world. So if you feel called to find out more about that from whatever level that is, hit us up on the email. Um, You can check out the Jesse T Show. Um, This is where we highlight people like you. You've been on the show. Badass entrepreneurs, thought leaders, creators, (laughs) athletes, some names you've heard of, some local heroes you may not have heard of, but um, people that are changing the world in their own way. People that have a great story to share, they can help other people. Um, And then also 46 and 2 Wealth Partners. We are a fee-only fiduciary firm, which means we don't screw over our clients is the easiest way to say (laughs) it. And so people that want to live a better quality of life and they want to do it now. They work with me to be able to do that in a financial planning platform. So any of those three ways, reach out. It'd be great to connect with you.
0: And we will link all of that up in the show notes so you can find that easily and just be transported right over to whichever part of Jesse's world that you want to go go and visit. Jesse, I I adore you. I appreciate you being on the show for sharing just who you are. You always share so openly, which is what is, I think, so captivating about you. And I love your show. I love what you do. And like I'm looking forward to just you know being in your world and you being in mine for a long time. So thank you so okay. much for being here.
1: Love you back. And I'm very thankful for you and our journey. I'm super excited about where the journey is going to take us.
0: Excellent. And for you listener, if you made it all the way to the end, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to end this. Like I end it all, you are only limited by the limitations that you accept. And when you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become limitless. I will see you on the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more of this type of content and conversation in your life, Please come check out our free Facebook community, Unlock Your Inner CEO, where you'll find next level entrepreneurs just like you. Go to innerceogroup.com to join. I'll see you there.